Hello, fellow humans. You're tuning into Pickle Juice, an engineering podcast pouring out the juice on all things engineering, creativity, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, the Teal Pickle. Hello, how are you? Tuning into episode number four Native Apps in a No Code Hybrid Progressive Web App World. To code or not to code? That is actually the question like real talk now these past few years the world has been experiencing two opposing waves so the first wave is like hey everyone should be coding everyone needs to be equipped with some type of familiarity with coding and so the reasoning behind this really sourced in the idea that the world is getting technological Every day, more technologies are being added, and we're moving to a point where pretty much every position will require that people have at least some familiarity with code. Like, maybe you're not a coder, but nonetheless, you aren't paralyzed by seeing a for loop or just like some general programming concepts. So that's the first wave. Now, the second wave is like the complete opposite. The second wave says, coding, no. Coding, no way. How about no code? So building out applications and services without any coding at all. I know, it's like a nightmare. (laughs) Now, while the general idea of no code isn't archaic, Oftentimes, even within like engineering, you know, many backend as a service technologies have been created to sort of offset and have a variation of this no code paradigm. And so on the back end, at least, no code isn't particularly foreign, but the shift that we're seeing with the second wave really comes from no code moving to the consumer end. And so building out consumer facing products, really the interface without code, building it out using some type of drag and drop visual development platform. Now, in a world of progressive web apps, hybrids, no code, and native applications, the question really comes down to what do you actually do? (laughs) How do you actually build your application? What's the best way to do that? Now, as a native iOS app developer, Avi, you should go native and pay me and my fellow iOS app developers to build your stuff, you know, but you know, it's not about me. It's not about me, I guess. So we're gonna go through the options and you can sort of figure out which one best works for your situation. All right, it's not about me going through the options. (laughs) Okay, PWA, Progressive Web App. So Progressive Web Apps are essentially a web app that's optimized for mobile experience. And so with PWA's progressive web apps, it keeps the mobile user experience in mind and can actually be shared without downloading. So similar to how you'd share a link for a website, it's pretty much, you know, the same, it's what you're doing. You know, you're just sharing that link. Now, one thing with a progressive web app is that the user does need to remember 
the website link, the website URL. However, if they're on an iPhone at least, they could actually save that web page to their home screen. And so it sort of gives them like an app-like entry point to your website. Now, where progressive web apps fall short really comes to taking advantage of device hardware. So if device hardware access is essential for your product, progressive web app might actually not be the best option for you, but if access to device hardware isn't part of your product's core features or and you already have some type of web experience for your product, a progressive web app might actually be a pretty good option. Moving on from progressive web apps one level up in terms of complexity would be hybrids. So hybrids are these cross-platform applications that are essentially a web application with a native wrapper. And so a lot of its core functionality will be built once and then it can run across multiple different platforms, which is then made possible by that native wrapper around that web app. Now, while some native additions can be created separately and then added to the appropriate app platform, the general idea with hybrid apps is writing code once that works on multiple platforms. So really centralizing the code. Now, in general, many applications which just have like a read sort of interface might be able to flourish pretty well with hybrid apps But where hybrid apps tend to suffer on is having a native user experience. Now, because of the fact that hybrid apps are essentially a blanket needing to work across multiple different platforms, there are certain design patterns that might be adopted that might not necessarily feel natural to the users on their particular platform. Now, aside from the user experience taking a punch, hybrid apps also tend to have difficulty with getting approved onto the app store. So something I've noticed more recently than before, more and more new hybrid apps at least are getting targeted for not being approved onto the app store. Something to think about, because essentially hybrid apps are progressive web apps with a fur coat. Now for my domain. (laughs) Native. Native is the most time-consuming, capital-investing option compared to the other two options. Different platforms, different toolings, separate engineers, you know. All in all, from like, I'm a just starting out sort of perspective, it's like, geez, why would I go native? The advantage of native is modernization. So really staying up to date with the latest technologies and tools as soon as they're available. Working with a native application, you have pretty much a full native tool set for creating rich user experiences made available by the platform owners. So Apple, Google, Microsoft, and well, native is also native. You have full access to device hardware and overall you're able to optimize your app in ways that you might not necessarily be able to with a hybrid app. And last but not least, well, conceptually not least, because you know, 
the whole point of no code is no coding so like the idea would be that that would actually have the least amount of coding no code so with no code you're creating applications using a drag and drop visual development platform Adobe and their Dreamweaver app, which has been around for quite some time, allows users to create websites following this paradigm. Now, more recently, other no-code platforms have been popping up, allowing for mobile applications to be created in the same manner. Now, no-code is actually a pretty interesting concept, because essentially it empowers non-technical users to focus their idea and manifesting their vision into our reality. But things seem to be a little bit spotty on the mobile app end of things. Now, researching into no code, one pattern for mobile apps is that it's either actually a mobile web application, and then you're paying a monthly fee for access to the development platform, or it's a mobile app that's then hosted through an agency. And so, from this angle, it seems like no code in the mobile space, at least, is how certain mobile development agencies stay afloat. Because essentially, you're hosting your application through them. All in all, no code seems like a pretty solid running option for getting an MVP or a beta concept up and running in front of investors, at least to get some capital or even using no code for automating internal tools. And so as a resource for non-technical business users to create their own streamlined workflows for certain processes. While I wouldn't use it for a Keystone product, I could see myself playing around with it to test out an experimental idea. Overall, aside from being an engineer, there is a layer of insecurity no code seems to add that would prevent me from using it for a full-fledged keystone app and when i say full-fledged keystone app you know i'm basically referring to like the facebook app for facebook a lot of that really comes from the fact that it's like you're letting me understand my key product for my company is being tied to this service like and if I'm serious and committed to my idea and like transforming it into like a company of its own you know further down the line perhaps like three to five years seven years ten years what happens to my app a whole company at this point right if the agency that's hosting it goes out of business like will I essentially have to rebuild my whole like everything using one of the other options anyway in general applications nowadays already have so many cross company service integrations that keeping those integrations as lightweight as possible you know not having any extraneous integrations for me at least would be the best way to go Ultimately, it comes down to what's your plan? Is no code a short-term fix or a long-term house being built on sand? Who knows? This episode was recorded by The Teal Pickle on June 13, year 2020. You've reached the end of this recording. Bye for now.